<laughs> All right, well, welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities version 2.0. Wow, it is a new age for Sex and Other Human Activities. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm uh, Marcus Parks here as on usual. the. Yeah, as usual. Uh, we've Sarah Benincasa, of course, as you know, she moved across the country out to LA to the land of idiots. And we are all really sad about it because she's just going to become vapid and tan, <laughs> like See, everyone else is out there. So you've been at, and you've been to LA before, right? Oh my god! Like, what do you what do you think of that place? I just think uh, I don't think that anyone is real in LA, and yeah. anyone that you find that's real is drunk in a bar somewhere, <laughs> and they can't drive home because they can get too drunk to drive home. <laughs> and that's the problem. Is that also that there's not enough drunks out there? Everyone's just weed happy, which. Dude, I'm down with. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, ah. <laughs> you just, no one looks you in the eye in L.A. Yeah. Like. See, I lived out there for a bit myself. You and lived out there? Yeah, right after uh, college. I, was, uh, I lasted two months in Los Angeles and had a complete and total nervous breakdown. You would have to. Yeah. There was no, I was there for 10 days and I had a nervous breakdown about what I would do. I know that if you go out there and you get paid a lot of money, yeah. you'll be able to stay out there. But for me, you'd have to pay me a lot of fucking money to stay out there. Oh god, I went out there and I was I got I I went out there to live with my aunt cuz you know, I was supposed to move up here to New York yeah. uh, with my girlfriend at the time, but my first nervous breakdown Fuck that one up. Fuck that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> right square in the ass. <laughs> and so I didn't know what the fuck else to do. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go out to L.A. It's still a big city. I've got family out there. So I go and uh, my uh, my cousin's friend, uh, he had promised me an internship on the show Scrubs. Oh. Yeah. That's what he had promised me. He's like, yeah, you know, like, come out. I know people. Like, I can get it for you. No problem, man. We'll have you on the set within a week. Did Zach Braff think you were too attractive for the job? (laughs) Is that what the problem was? No. The problem was that his friend was a liar and a flake. Mm. Yeah. And my aunt didn't tell me that until I was there for about a week. She was like, after about a week of me trying to call him and text him and he's not answering, my aunt was like, yeah, I kind of knew this was going to happen. Why didn't she say anything? (laughs) I'm like, what? What? Why? Nervous breakdown number two. Cue it. (laughs) (laughs) It was, she got me a job at a, uh, it was a copywriting job. because I went to school for uh, English. I went to school for creative writing and I had had a copywriting job in college. So I had a little bit of experience. And so I go there and I go to the interview. You and this guy is like, so tell me, what do you want to do in life? I'm like, I don't know, right? He's like, well, do I have a job for you? And he tells me about his business, and his business does three things one, emergency disaster kits for pets. (laughs) (laughs) So, is it (laughs) so? Is it like a life? Preserver for a pet and, uh, <laughs> and a bell, so you know where they are. <laughs> it's like what it is is that it's like uh, when there's an earthquake, because you know it's Los Angeles and people love their pets. It's a little kit in case you get trapped in your apartment or whatever that your pet can survive for a little while. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, the second thing was uh, seat covers that only fit in the Hollywood Bowl. And the third thing was decorative chain link fence covers. And so I, on my first day, spent all day long 
researching chain link fence manufacturers. Oh my god. There are 44,000 chain link fence manufacturers in America. That's too many, <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure that's too many. That's way too many. <laughs> way, way, way. It's there like There should be a monopoly on that by now, right? <laughs> That's like one chain link fence manufacturer for every 100 people in America, (laughs) 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 which is too much. And so I am and I had not quite recovered from my first one yet. And so I went into the bathroom and I just like hyperventilated. Uh, And I was like, I was having a panic attack. I was like, I can't take this. And on top of that, I was the only straight dude who worked there. And so the oh, serious. Sure they loved your baby face. Oh, they loved me. They loved me completely. <laughs> but the station that they played, and it's like, it was so stereotypical. Starting at 9 a.m., they were playing a serious station, and the serious station was the gay dance club station. Wow. So I didn't I, know they had a station. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So 9 a.m., and it's just like, I am a woman. While you're trying to look up chain link fence cover. That's right. Chain link fence manufacturers having panic attacks. And I just go back to my aunt's apartment where I was staying, and I just fucking broke down in tears. And I was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't. I lasted. I lasted one fucking day because I was. I started to think like, if I stay here, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my fucking life. Oh my god! Like, well, I'm you ever, glad ha- you came here. Yeah, me too. Have you have you ever had like a job like that, which was gonna fucking that you knew was gonna kill you if you stayed in it? I did, and actually, it is the only job I ever walked out of and never came back from. Really? I did it for one day with babies crying all day. I was a nanny, oh. and because uh, I was a nanny all through college. And for a few years in New York City, and it was two twin girls that were eight months old, and I was the only nanny, and they were not – they wanted their mother. They needed their mother. Oh. They had just moved to New York, and they screamed all day. And it was like my second week in New York. Oh. And, it, and there's always something about when you first move to a place. Yeah. That first job, you're just like, I can't. Yeah. I cannot possibly handle this. Fuck this. But I think it's some kind of – it's like a trial. Mm-hmm. That if you had really liked L.A. and you had the job, you'd be like, no, I'm going to try again. I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to figure it out. Just like I did with New York. I just mm-hmm. found a different job. But if I had been in L.A. and I had had those babies screaming all day, two twin infants, oh. I would have I, I would have just given up. I would have been like, <laughs> no. I'm surprised. I, I mean, the panic attacks, I usually have panic attacks as well. So yeah. I had a panic attack. I just remember going into the bathroom and just th- like – Fake throwing up, like I couldn't stop myself. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and I just couldn't, (laughs) like, while the babies are screaming, like, at least they couldn't come get me. So I just uh, laid on the bathroom floor for a good (laughs) solid 20 minutes. In the bathroom, that's just the panic attack place. Yeah, of course, it's the mirrors. Yeah, (laughs) I don't want to, I never, you know, everyone loves mirrors. I love mirrors. I have a bunch of mirrors. Mm-hmm. But I never like to look myself dead in the eye in a mirror. No. Besides the fact that I don't know which one of me is real. <laughs> there's that. But also, I just don't want to see what other people see yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I don't want to see that Denial, denial, <laughs> denial. That's what I'm about. <laughs> like panic attacks and like panic attacks, what they are, what I can describe a panic attack is, is it's a bad trip with no drugs. Yes. Like that's absolutely like, cause in the same thing, when you're having a bad trip, you go to the bathroom and you stare into the mirror. Ooh. It makes it so much worse. No good. Yeah. Last time I, I had a bad trip in college uh, and I stared into the mirror and I started throwing up and fell into hell. Oh, my I fell God. into the toilet, dove down. And, but then 
The best part was <laughs> What's though. The be- there's a best part. There's a great part because you know how I came up. How roller coaster. That's pretty great. I d- <laughs> that is. Very I took great. a roller coaster out of hell into space. Wow! And it was awesome. That's see that doesn't use you, you preface that as a bad trip. To me, that doesn't sound like a bad trip at all. That actually sounds like a not so good trip that turned into a great trip. Well, as wh- opposed to my one of my bad trip experiences was in an aquarium where the entire <laughs> ceiling and the floor was like you were in a tube mm-hmm. inside of the tank. And I thought that I couldn't get out. Mushrooms or acid? Drown, uh, acid. (laughs) And I had I screamed because I thought I was drowning until someone dragged me out. And then the security officers, which didn't look like security officers to me, they looked like big octopi. (laughs) They slurped me out of the aquarium, and I thought I was being kidnapped (laughs) by members of the fish aquarium. And then I cried in the parking lot for a solid three hours. <laughs> in in a car or just in the on the pavement? On the pavement because I didn't know where the car was. <laughs> and I was with a bunch of other people that were still inside. And uh, they didn't come looking for me, of course, because they were terrified as well. And then we I lost <laughs> Jackie. Leave her. Leave her. You got it. <laughs> and they found me. Thank God they found me. Yeah. Just in the middle of the park. Just how far away were you from the car? I was actually pretty close to the car. Okay, okay. but it was a. I was next. I was leaning up against a car that looked just like the car that I'd come in. Yeah, my gold Hyundai Elantra. Of course, I was the driver. <laughs> Let's be clear here. <laughs> Man, well, you. I mean, shit. You got a ton of drug experiences throughout the year. I mean, you were like during college. Like speed was your thing, right? I was a big speed head. And that kind of came from high school where I went to a really high-powered, high-skilled high school program. That was really intense. So, of course, I would get my A's. I did all the work. Mm. But I would just be up all night doing every drug I could put into my face oh. for the most part. So I feel like it's it's kind of nice getting to this point in your life. That I am 25 and I got it all out of my system. Yeah. I've done it all. I did Pretty much all of it. And um, I feel almost sad for some people that I meet that are older <laughs> than I am. Maybe not sad. Maybe sad is the wrong word. But just yeah. I feel like in when you're that young, that is the time yeah. to do it. Not that I'm saying that everyone that it's for everyone. God, no. You have to. If you're going to do something like that's what I always say is this shit is not for everyone. No. And that it's not everyone can handle it. And you know whether you can handle it or not. Right. Like when you start doing that shit and when you start like if you start because I had started I smoked weed a little bit in high school started yeah. at like 14 and then I stopped. I didn't smoke weed for like three years. Really? Yeah. In high school, like I hardly ever smoked weed at all because I couldn't handle it at the time. It just, it put me into like the most worst paranoid, like depressive place that I could possibly go. So I didn't smoke weed for like years and years because I knew like this is bad for me and fucking terrible. But on the other hand, I know drinking's terrible for me uh, and I'm borderline alcoholic. I've I've kind of realized that recently that I'm... I'm getting borderline alcoholic around here. But Monday, you haven't had a drink all day. Yeah. Mondays, I mean, you don't drink. I think that's a, that might be a sign of alcoholism, where if you go like two days without drinking, you're like really proud of yourself. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. It's, 
It's not good. Now I've been thinking about it a lot. It's like, and I, I, I think everyone hits this point at some, you know. And I turn, I turned thirty in, like, fuck, I don't know, five months, four months, something yeah. like that. Uh, and I feel horrible today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, my entire body is mad at me. Like I'm just sore, and I got this pain in my back. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and <laughs> I think you know what your problem is is that you don't have any stomach issues. See, yeah, I have stomach problems, so I can't drink that much anymore. Yeah, he literally over the past like five months, I can't drink that much anymore. Really? Yeah. So maybe you just need to start. Doing whatever you can to get a bad stomach, <laughs> and then start eating spicy food all the time, and then you won't be able to drink as much anymore. That's a good way to get rid of it. You know what's funny is that yesterday I realized because you know uh, our good friend Ed Larson uh, of the Roundtable of Gentlemen has been gone for what three months, mm-hmm. three four months, and last night like I realized that those three months that Eddie was gone, I was drinking a lot less. Yes. In those last three There's months. There's something about your your friends, even though you're almost 30 years old, yeah. your friends still have such a heinous influence on what you do every day. It's awful. Like, Meanwhile, <laughs> I go through this every day as the girl in a comedy group filled with men mm-hmm. that I get called a pussy every night I go to <laughs> home after a show when I'm not wasted. Yeah. And it's like, you <laughs> cannot... Make me drink anymore. <laughs> I am an adult. I am an adult. <laughs> but that's what you have to remember is that you just have to put up with the pussy talk yeah. and say, no, I will do what I want to do. I'm a goddamn adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how people don't realize. Like, I think we everyone is hit with peer pressure throughout their entire fucking life. Like, and it never goes away. It never ends. Even it never now, stops. like, we're getting hit with, like, Having babies and yeah. getting married. Like, there is still peer pressure about everything in our lives. I get pressured into going to brunch. The, right? <laughs> when I just want to stay in bed. And yeah. Like, you don't want to go outside today. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I don't want to go outside today, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Fucking hate outside. I hate outside. Yeah. I want to lay in bed and watch Netflix. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Yeah, and it never changes, even whenever you're a kid. You know, and sometimes you like you give into that shit, and sometimes it does lead to some fun, awesome times. Right. Most of the time, uh, no. You're drunk by 2 p.m. Yeah. That's, <laughs> anytime someone's like, come on, don't you want to go have an adventure? I'm drunk by 2 p.m. and home <laughs> asleep by 6 p.m. And, and then me, you wake up at 3 a.m. Exactly. Wide awake, because we're adults, we don't sleep that much anymore. Yeah. And it's just, I almost miss the peer pressure I had in middle school when I would be bullied every second of the day. Yeah. I kind of miss that because at least there was an oppressor, you know? There was someone <laughs> that was the enemy at all times. Yeah. Rather than myself. And now, <laughs> as an adult, you just become your own enemy. Yeah, I'm the only enemy that I have. Yes. I don't have any other enemies. Because no one, even though we have this peer pressure, at the end of the day, we do have the capability of saying, no, I don't want to. Yeah, we should be able to do that. Yesterday, it's fucking four, five o'clock. Hungover yesterday as well. Fucking, and you know what? Fucking Kissel comes in with a shot of horrible whiskey. Of course. And I take it. Of course. Because even though we're adults and you think at this age that we would be able to afford nice liquor and yeah. nice beer, <laughs> that we still get tanked every night on the worst thing that we get. I'm just like, anytime a bartender asks me when I say, like, a shot of whiskey, they're like, what kind? I'm like, 
the lowest you have, <laughs> the lowest shelf of yeah. whiskey you have, and that's just something that is never going to change. Maybe it's because we're comedians. I guess so. I think that's what it is because I do know of other people that own homes and are married and have children now that have a like a whole bar in their house. In their house. If I have a bottle of liquor in my house, it is gone by morning, <laughs> no matter what, whether I drink it or one of my roommates drink it. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun, though. You know, Yeah. I, when I talk to other people about our lifestyles, that people are jealous of what we have. Mm-hmm. People are extremely, when I say I'm a comedian, when I go home to... I have some friends that are now working their way up through Burberry, and I have a friend that just got their doctorate, and I've got a few lawyer friends, you know, because we went to that high school program that, like, churned out these, like, Harvard babies, Mm -hmm. basically, and my older brother and I decided to go to Florida State (laughs) and go be comedians, but to tell you the truth, they're more jealous of what we do every day, even though, hate to say it, I hate myself every morning when I wake up. But they're jealous of what we do because on the outside, it sounds pretty great. On the outside, it does. My my brother, Charlie, he was smart. Yeah, I'd I see your... I have a, I have a, an attraction to Marcus's <laughs> older brother, Charlie. Yes. When he came up here and visited, when uh, when you met him, he came up, he, uh, he stayed at my place for a couple of days. He hung out with all of us. He came to round table, he sat in on it, and then he went out with all of us and just kind of heard... All of the stuff that uh, that we do and the kind of lives that we lead and the kind of shit that we go through to, I don't know, make it or whatever. Right. Like he we were walking back and he was like, man, I respect what you guys do so much. He's like, I could never do this. Like He's like, man, this sounds horrible. Because <laughs> <laughs> he saw my shitty fucking apartment, yep. which the ceiling was uh, like had fallen down. <sighs> we had pots and pans everywhere. You know, it was a horrible neighborhood. You know, yes. It was a railroad. You know, I had a, a fucking furball living in the middle room, and I'm living in the back room, <laughs> and it's just horrible, horrible, horrible. And there's black mold in my bathroom. Oh it's just the God. fucking worst. But the thing is, you say that, and it's like, oh yeah, I've got that. Everybody knows. Yeah, that's not that's. Don't worry about that. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and we yeah, I guess we do live like very odd, strange lives. Like the other day, I'm in my office, and my boss comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, you know, just looking up pictures of horse cocks." And it's completely okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Fine. It's normal. I get paid to look up pictures of horse cocks. And that sounds fantastic. That I sounds respect great. you. <laughs> I respect you, Marcus. Thank you. I respect you as well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I've been I've been feeling pretty shitty lately. It's like yeah, yeah it's like I've been having I've been having a, a hard time in the last like 3 weeks cuz you know, as you know, like 3 weeks ago like my my grandfather died. Right. And I've had, it's been a pretty shitty month, you know, I've been... But how are you doing, are you getting better, do you think? I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm getting a little bit better. Uh, I mean, I think the biggest thing with it was when it happens, like, this is the first grandparent side that I've been close to, and really the first person who's died that I've been really, really close to. I've had friends die, but, you know, those are friends. This well, is like family. immediate family, you know? Uh, and the thing that's fucking with me the most is not being there for the rest of my family because everyone's taking it real hard because we were all really close 
And, you know, now I'm starting to think like, oh, shit, my parents are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if it did have something to do with your grandfather passing as well. Is that also the talks are of in my family. All most of my grandparents are gone as well. Yeah. But the only one left is a demon of a human being. (laughs) So I don't care about her. But my mom, weirdly enough, started talking about her will when your grandfather passed away to me. Really? And I realized how much I, I talked to my mother pretty much every other day. Yeah. Which is weird for someone, like, especially on the outside, when they look at me, they I don't look like the kind of person that would talk to my mother every other day no. for like an hour on the phone. <laughs> and it, But it does make me realize that I don't know, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. I will have a nervous breakdown when my mother passes away. Yeah. And that's it. And that's something that I feel like everyone around me needs to know and know that they need to be there to pick up the pieces because she's now 62. Yeah. Which is not that old. No, but it's getting, you're getting, you're walking into the precarious decades. Yes. Like after 60, that's when shit gets a little wobbly. And I was a late baby and I'm the closest one to her. So I can't handle it. (laughs) You know, that's something that like I already know about. And just the fact that you were close to your grandfather, I can't even like, I can't believe that you do your work every day. It's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I even saw you that night when you told me about it. Yeah. And I watched you perform in The Cowmen, and you did an amazing job. And Thank you came you. off stage, and then I saw your eyes, and I saw how you were acting. And I was like, there is something wrong. Yeah. And there's just something to be commended for someone that can do that. Thank it's you. It's really hard to go through that and be able to... Continue on with your day-to-day activities because most people just shut down. It was a 12-hour workday. Yeah. Like, I was the first the first thing I heard when I woke up, or the first thing I got was a text from my mom call, saying, like, call me, please, urgent. And I called, and, like, that, that was, like, 9 a.m. First thing that I heard. And then I went into work at noon and worked for 12 hours and then played a full 45-minute set. But also you think about it. I, again, with our lifestyles, what would you have done if you had nothing to do that day? I mean, probably just. You wouldn't have been able to handle it. You need yeah. this. <laughs> but that's the thing. Is that, that, that is that true. Is, I would have fucking, I would have gone. You would have gone bad shit. Yeah, I would have gone bad shit fucking you, crazy. You would have needed to be around people and at least you think about it all day. That uh, At least that is how I cope with grief is yeah. that I need to be surrounded by people that I love and I need to be busy. Yeah. And that's exactly what you were. So, I mean, it's kind of like a gift. That that happened that day, that it was such a long day, and at the end of the night, we cried about it. Yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you made it through the day, and you did it, and he would be proud of you Yeah, for everything that you do. Yeah, uh, and I know and I know it would be. And I, I'd, <laughs> you know, it's like that's what, one of the biggest things I'll miss is that he, he always loved to hear, like, my New York stories. Like, yeah. he always fucking loved it, and, like, la- especially when I was single. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> what did you tell your grandfather? Everything. Gross. <laughs> he loved it. I guess I've never been around an older person that I enjoy being around. Yeah. Because the more I hear like fun stories about other people's like that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know maybe I should not feel that way, but it's just, and I know that they've been in the places that we've been before, yeah. but uh, I guess I've never been around someone that I liked that was older. <laughs> that was like really old, like grandparent yeah. age. Yeah, I mean, the, he was in his seventies at this point. He yeah. was like seventy-five, seventy-six. Uh, in, uh, yuck! 
I never, I'm never gonna get old. And I, and I go, and I go, I'd go home and like I'd just sit down with him at his table, and because he'd always sit there at his table and look out the window and watch TV, and he always watched the Today Show because he loved Katie Kirk. Hottie. Yeah, real big hottie. And I'd just tell him about all my sexual misadventures and the girls that I was sleeping with and all of that. And he fucking loved it. That's loved great. It. Lo- just laughed his ass off and absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah. And I'd just tell him about weird shit that I'd get up to. And I'm, I'm going to miss that so much, like going back and seeing him. And, and I'm, I felt like today I woke up and I was like, you know what? I got to snap out of this shit. Like I got to... It's like it's been a few weeks now. It's like I'm, I'm, my work is suffering. Shit's falling apart. Right. You know, like uh, I'm, you know, missing deadlines. All that. Like I, I felt like I'm. But he, at I the felt end like of the I'm day, letting people down. You know. You needed that. Yeah. If you didn't have that, you would regret it for the rest of your life. You need time to grieve, no matter yeah. what happens. You need that time. You still were working. You still showed up at work, even though things lagged. You know what? Fuck them. You were here, <laughs> and that's the most important part. Is yeah. that when any anytime something goes down in your life like that, they you have to reminisce. You have to think about those times. Mm. And now that you woke up today and you felt that way, you let it go. Yeah. You know, you you remember it, and it's always a part of you. But life goes on. Yeah, I feel like today is kind of a, a new. Today it, it feels weird. It feels like there's like been there's like a new chapter starting. That's uh, great. Where like the last one, like I think, like it feels like a new, <laughs> like a new kind of uh, like chapter in my life. I feel like I've changed a little bit, uh, and I feel like because I woke up today like still hungover and kind of feeling like shit, and I was just like taking a shower. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what happens today. It's Hell gonna yeah. be a good day. And I'm gonna make it a good that's day. Cr- you know, I I don't mean to be all puss about this but uh, it's also the fall coming i feel like yeah there's something about wiping yourself down no matter what happens because i feel like there's always something in every summer that you have that you can't get rid of yeah there's always something and not that i'm saying that this is akin to having like a fling or anything like that i know exactly what you're saying but there's and there was a crispness and like there was a crispness in the air this morning Mm -hmm. and when you wake up and there's that, and you're just like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to begin again. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something deeply resounding in, like, Mother Earth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, it's the, true. It's, the, and the change of a season it greatly affects everyone, whether they want to believe it or not, that it really does set into your bones and gets you ready for a new time in your life. Mm-hmm. And today was your day. Yeah. Welcome to fall. Yeah, welcome to fall. <laughs> I don't know. You know what What it was? I know this is so weird, but I think what it was is that I woke up and my air conditioner was not on. And it just woke up to a, cri- like you said, a crisp day. Ready for the day. Yeah. That's ready great. For, I'm ready for the fall, man. Going to be a fucking great one. It is going to be a great one. And it's going to be beautiful all week. And I hope everyone goes out and enjoys it. Whether you want to or not, you're going to have to <laughs> at some point. At some point. You better get out there and enjoy it because soon it's going to be really cold. Yeah. And then we're all going to be really sad again. <laughs> Very true. Very so true. the indeed. time. Well, all right. I think that was a pretty fucking awesome first episode with you, Jackie. I think that sounds great. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Of course. Thanks and for agreeing. Of course. And I would just love to... 
get to know everybody. And Marcus and I know each other. I think we have a very special relationship. I think so, too. I would love to share with other people. And we've both been through a lot of shit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we can hash some shit out together. And have been through a lot of this shit together as well. Which is pretty great. Mm -hmm. There's something about living in New York in the beginning stages of living in New York together as well that really brings up the best and worst part of a friendship. Oh, yeah. And you need to rely on other people when you're by yourself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you were saying about now that you need to – your family is down in Texas dealing with this. Yeah. But you're up here with us, and we're going to help you out. Yeah. And you have been. So fucking much. It's kind of – I've kind of noticed during this time who my true friends are and who just wants something from me. And fuck them if they want something. <laughs> then you use them back and that's it. And then yeah. you just got to – exactly, with the changing of the seasons, it just really opens up your eyes no matter what season it is mm-hmm. to really figure out who you love and who loves you back and what you're fucking doing with your life. Oh, <laughs> oh why do you have to bring that maybe, one up? Maybe that's not <laughs> – thanks <laughs> so much for having me. Uh, I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I'm Marcus Parks. And if you want to uh, email us, send something, uh, send questions to cavecomedyradio@gmail.com. Please do. I want to help you all. I want to help you. Goodbye. <laughs>